Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Rutari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is take a moment and highlight some of the aspects that are found in the pure blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Once again, when we in this podcast discuss some things, I realize that we're not necessarily dialing up things that are your garden variety talk in the office when we go to our jobs on a daily basis, unless this is what you're doing all the time. And if it is, then this is great review. But if it's not, this is something to highlight because it's extremely important for us as we navigate through this realm of time and space that we're living in while on the planet Earth, right? And so, the blood of Jesus, when we believe in Jesus, we actually believe into him and he into us, literally. We receive from God an impartation, a supernatural impartation of his life. Not just a figure of speech, but an actual impartation of his life into our life, much like the sperm seed of a man penetrates the egg of a woman, so the seed of God's word penetrates our life and we become recipients of his life in us. It's a supernatural event that takes place spiritually. But because it takes place spiritually does not mean it's any less real than if it were to take place physically. It begins from the inside out. So, as believers, we have within us the divine life of God. Not figuratively, but literally. Within us, we are now new creations. There is no other breed that's walking on planet Earth right now 
There is no other breed other than the people that believe in Jesus, who are born again. We are a special, unique breed. We are people that participate. It's so powerful. We literally partake now, in part, later in full, now in part, we participate literally in the divine nature of God, the way God does stuff. It's in us. It's in our blood because it's in his blood. It's in his bloodline. It's how he does things without even thinking about doing them. He just does them because it's in his DNA to be like that. And he imparts that DNA to us so that we become people that participate in his divine nature so that we can navigate through this life without just doing the same stuff different day, the whole hum, the drudging through, or the pursuit of trying to get as many toys as possible before we die. To be as rich as we possibly can be with material things before we die. That's not the objective of life. The objective of life is to live life, to demonstrate life, to literally subdue this earth with God's kingdom and advance it in righteousness, in peace, and in joy. It's been said that if you don't have your health, right? If we don't have our physical health, we really don't have anything. Because without our physical health, it doesn't matter if we have all the money in the world, how can we enjoy it if we aren't feeling well? We just can't enjoy it. It's there, but so what? Same thing goes with righteousness, peace, and joy. And what I'd like to do in this episode is take some time and once again, Stay with the whole notion that we are parked on. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. It's a statement that Jesus made. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed, meaning fortunate, to be envied, people that have something that is so incredibly good that they are the envy of everyone else, blessed. Jesus said that the person who is blessed to be envied is a person that has a pure heart because they will see God. Now, pure doesn't mean people that try real hard to be good. Pure means without alloys within it, like pure gold. It doesn't have dross. It doesn't have other alloys in it. It is pure gold. When we don't have other alloys blocking our view, we are able to see God. A person can take a penny and put it real close to a person, to your eye. You can take a penny, put it real close to your eye, and it will block out the sun, which is 
so much larger than, than that penny, right? You get a penny put up to your eyeball and you can't see the sun. Now you move that penny away and you can see the sun. Same thing goes with the impurities in our life. They block our view, our perception of God, or they distort it, make it look like a circus mirror or like some sort of lens that we see things through and it's awkward, it's different, it's strange. Pure in heart means without alloys. And the closer that we get to God, in essence, the hotter the flame. And the dross, the impurities within us, come to the surface. <laughs> that is something that is important for all of us in a place of leadership to understand that we are still in process and there are times where the dross is going to come to the surface and it's going to become visible. For example, I just yesterday reviewed this podcast just to see how it sounded from an objective point of view. And what I heard was this. It sounded like I was angry. And I am the furthest thing from being angry. If you could see what my insides looked like and how I felt, I am full of peace. Things are right, man. Things are right, righteous. They are right. They are solid core right. And I got joy. Sometimes it bursts out. Other times it is just like a quiet, bubbling brook. It just flows. It's there. It's underneath the surface. And it just flows. I can feel it. It's joy. Things are okay, man. However, I notice that it sounds angry. Well, that's because anger, unrighteous anger, that anger that tries to protect myself by being angry, by being large, that anger is being purged away because it has been blocking my view of God. It's been blocking my ability to receive his love, and he wants to get rid of it. And so, amen, Lord, purge me from anger. So, down the road, you're probably going to notice a different tone in my voice because the anger is being purged out of my life. However, it can leave the impression that I'm an angry guy. And people can make comment about that. Sometimes the people that are in our leadership, under our leadership, I should say, that are under our leadership can view us and have an idea that we're going through something or that they get the wrong idea by what we're going through and they get concerned or things can become problematic. It's important for us to know that we are in process and part of the process is things coming to the surface. Don't, or at least try not to be afraid of that. It's normal, it's natural, and it's a progression and it's going to take place at various times in various ways. Just like a person can't really do much if they don't have their physical health, in the blood of Jesus, we have righteousness, joy, 
and peace that are at our disposal. And, excuse me, we can enact those powers, those characteristics, we can enact them by faith, by asking God to release those qualities within us. Righteousness, for us to be able to experience that righteousness, and that's what I'd like to park on right now. Righteousness. Righteousness is found in the bloodline of Jesus. It's in the DNA of Jesus that's been given to us. Righteousness. And what I mean by righteousness is so simple, but it's so powerful. It is, once again, excuse me, it is righteousness, meaning things are in right order. They're right. It's okay. It's all right. It's to the core of our being. Everything is right. You know that feeling when it's like, ah, all my relationships are really good. I'm at just in good shape. Things are right. I got just enough money. You know, things circumstantially look good. That doesn't make things right, just That just is an indicator at times that things are in right order. However, being righteous when things around us are out of order, now there's something right there. That's the real quality of leadership that is necessary in the world that we live in today because we live in a chaotic world. And in the chaotic world, we need people that are able to say, I am in right order, and it's because of God. And like health, if we don't have righteousness, it doesn't matter how much money we have. If things aren't right, if we don't know inside, if we don't feel that we are right, or things are right, if things are all right, if there is unrest, if there's unrighteousness, If things are out of order inside of us, it doesn't matter how much money you've got, you can't enjoy it because it's not going to do anything. Because something inside isn't right. It's unrest, unright, no peace, no shalom. It is actually full of something different. That is strife, envy, bitterness, jealousy, righteousness, has peace and joy that accompany it. Peace. Not just the absence of strife, but the presence of peace. The presence of a person. The presence of companionship from God. But righteousness, things being right. And part of the way that things are made right is to get rid of the wrong. And the blood of Jesus, when we call upon it, and we ask God to cleanse us, from the iniquity, from the things that are unright, when we ask God to cleanse us from them, he doesn't just take a washcloth and wipe them. He takes the power of his blood and annihilates them at that level of our faith. He annihilates them. He removes them as far as the east is from the west. He eradicates them so that we can be righteous. We can be right. We can be inside 
in balance, in good shape, we can have things so that peace and joy can function instead of bitterness, envy, strife, sickness, ultimately death, separation from God, heart of heart, literally heart of character, righteousness. Righteousness is found in the blood of Jesus, and it's important for us to teach people how to enact that. And how we do it is by faith, by literally trusting God and asking him, believing him, and then receiving what he offers to us, even when we can't see it with our naked eyes, what he gives to us, we say thank you, and we teach people to do that on a regular basis, because each time we do it, we get stronger, just like lifting weights. Each time you lift one weight and you do it repetitively, you can increase the weight and do that repetitively. Same thing goes with us asking God and teaching people how to enact these powers is a very, very, very significant place of leadership for a person to be able to communicate in a loving fashion to people that we don't have to be stuck in the environment that we are living in. We can actually change the air around us. Praise God. We can change the air around us by the things that come out of our mouth. Some of these things need to be enacted verbally out loud because we change the atmosphere of the air around us by things that we speak out loud. We create an environment in which the air around us is different than the air outside of us. The atmosphere, the whole ethos, the environment around us becomes supercharged with the kingdom of God. His kingdom come, his will be done. His rule and his reign are present. And then the signs and wonders, the miracles that we've been talking about, follow. They're not our emphases, but they follow. And we then can function properly in demonstrating them when we have a pure heart. But part of a pure heart is righteousness, to have it right. To have things being right, like good health, we can't enjoy things without things being righteous. So, righteousness, peace, and joy are found in the blood line, the blood of Jesus. Not just the physical blood, but the life that's in the blood. We receive that when we are born again. We are walking around as people with a divine nature that is growing within us like a seed growing into a wonderful harvest. Growth is taking place within us supernaturally as we submit to that growth. We become like Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Really, thank you, Father, for the wonderful element of life that's found in the blood, the bloodline, the blood qualities of Jesus, and that you give us the ability to enact those things, to literally release the power of those in the world that we live in, in our lives and in the lives of others. 
Help this truth, Lord, land in good soil, like good seed in good soil, that it wouldn't be snatched away or choked out or trampled, but that it would grow, and it would grow in a healthy way and produce a good yield for your glory. God, I love you. We love you. We worship you. We honor you, and we intercede on behalf of those who don't know you yet. And we ask that you would release us into the place of divine appointments, setting them up, and also that there would be more workers, more laborers, more workers in the harvest. Father, that you'd release your holy angels to do work on our behalf. And we thank you for that. And we stand here like Jesus, and we pray these things using his name, Jesus Christ. Our Lord, our Savior, our King, our God. Amen, amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. That's all one word, life around the fire, all lowercase, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll get back in touch with you. In the meantime, once again, for those who are tuning in from Kenya, from Pakistan, from France, from Thailand, Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We're looking forward to more people climbing on board and uh, let's, uh, let's take this to the limit. All right. God bless you. Take care. Adios, amigos.